what is up you guys i am just here today to catch up with y'all and um i haven't it's been like a couple days since i actually did like a full on like straighten my hair do my makeup get ready thing so i'm gonna do that today um and i figured i would just kind of come on here also and, and catch up um I went to Southern Oregon for a couple days. Um, I had class on Wednesday, so I was at home on Wednesday, and then I did class until 2. And then after class, I drove down to a little tiny town in Southern Oregon. Um, and well, actually, the hotel was in Roseburg, but um the reason that I went down there is because my boyfriend was working at Riddle, Oregon, a little place in Riddle. So um yeah, so it was like pretty cool. Um we did hang out for one night in Roseburg and that was like fucking a mess I drank a lot on an empty stomach and what happened was something that I have never experienced before I'd never known myself to be like that before but I just got really really irritated because um I was just drunk on an empty stomach and I had thrown up in the bathroom at um the pub that we were at um, we were doing a bar crawl to the sushi place, so we had stopped by like three different bars and I had a few drinks at each bar, like one to two drinks at each bar, but I'm pretty much a lightweight with alcohol and so when we got to the sushi place, it was closing, so then we were like, oh shit, so then we just went to this pub and the pub that's when I started feeling sick and I hadn't even ate anything yet but I was just feeling so sick so I went to the restroom and then I puked in the restroom and then this is pretty embarrassing but I like um sat on the toilet and I was just like thinking about one of my classmates who is an immigrant and he just got his citizenship last year and he's from Kenya and I just was like I don't know I just have like a special place in my heart for people who immigrate um to America because it's just you know it's like my parents are immigrants like my parents are actually in between immigrants and refugees well my mom's definitely an immigrant but my dad is um in between an immigrant and refugee because he could have stayed in Vietnam um, but it was just like his whole family was here and also because his dad was um, associated with the old government. His dad was an old government, like, you know, um, South Vietnam government worker. So then it was like everybody on the block knew that he <laughs> basically was, you know, it's just hard when your family worked for the old government to try to find work like my uncle's. Um, really had to leave, like, basically, like, had to leave, like, no option, because their lives were really in danger, but, um, yeah, I mean, 
Anyway, so I just have like a special place in my heart for immigrants and particularly this classmate of mine, we're in a group together, we're in a group with um, three other people besides us, but you know, I don't know, I just feel like a lot of, I'm just gonna say, I have a lot of love for him, you know, platonic love, and I just always feel this kind of, you know, it's it's hard, and um, I just... And also, like, it's weird because he's, like, the only black person in our class about justice. And it ends up, you know, we talk about race a lot. And it's just, you know, I feel like he feels out of place and stuff. So, I don't know. I just um, reached out to him when I was drunk. And I was just, it was a completely appropriate type of text message. Nothing inappropriate. And I don't feel any type of way about him. And I had to clarify this to my boyfriend. But, um yeah I mean completely just platonic like love and well wishes and stuff and he took it really well um my classmate I mean and he texted me back and he was like you know like thank you for this you're so sweet etc etc but it was embarrassing and I wish I could have just told him that (laughs) in class and not sent him a text like that um the timing was inappropriate if anything so um that's kind of embarrassing but then the embarrassment continues you guys because then now I'm drunk on an empty stomach and my boyfriend had um I need to stop saying my boyfriend just because it's too many syllables Tommy had um the waitress come in and check on me and I'm like I'm fine but uh I was just sitting there because I was like feeling like I was gonna throw up again and so then I went to the table after I felt like I was fine like I washed up went to the table and I don't know what happened like this is a part that I don't remember at all but I just felt very like I need to get home being meaning the hotel room I need to get back to the hotel room period like I'm feeling so shit right now and like not even that it's just like I'm spinning like when I get drunk like I get really really dizzy So I was just really dizzy, even though I had thrown up and I was on an empty stomach, but I didn't feel hungry at all. I just felt incredibly tired and sleepy. And I was just like, I need to go home. I need to go home. And I'm sure it started at that level of just like communicating it like um, calmly, you know, but I was just like, I need to go home. And it got to the point where like, I don't know what happened, but my boyfriend said that when we were leaving the restaurant, like, I was basically screaming. I was like, I want to go home. I want to go home. I want to go home. I don't want to be here. And so we're walking, and, you know, because we had done the bar crawl, we'd been walking quite a ways, you know, away from the car, and so it was a long walk to the car, and I was freaking out because I was like, why is the car parked so far away? And, like, the whole time I'm just really pissed off. And I told my ex, I was like, I mean, I told my boyfriend, you're still in love with your exes. Like, fuck you. I hate you. Like, shit like that. Like, just really hurtful things. Obviously, I don't mean, except for the whole exes thing, we did talk about that. Because I'm just, you know, I'm just like, I don't know where it stems from. But it's just like, feeling like, irritated that he has serious exes before me. Like, I don't know. Because I do have an ex-boyfriend and... I had like kind of uh an unofficial relationship but like it was very real to me and it was like 
I don't know, very emotional, like high intensity emotional thing that never really even happened. Like, you know, so I have like a history of past lovers, but like, I don't know. I just feel like since my boyfriend's older, he's been through so many serious relationships and it's just like bothers me so much that he has like, you know, because when you end a relationship with somebody, like they kind of still hold a special place in your heart, regardless of, at least for me, you know, like um, even if, you know, there's no ounce of me that wants to be with anybody that was in, that's in my past. But like, you know, you kind of, because you went through so much with somebody, you just kind of have that place for them in your heart and in your experience in your mind whatever and so it just bothers me so much that my boyfriend has like literally like so many people um in his heart like that because I don't know I mean we've actually talked about it before where it's like sex and stuff and I really don't care about sex because I like just fuck so many people that I don't even you know like it's just like literally a nut you know like like you know but when I'm in a relationship with somebody and I'm like I'm committed to you as in like I see myself being with you for a long time I see you know whatever that's a big that's a big deal you know and it just bothers me so much that like he has exes that he was serious about and like you know he was very honest I mean the next morning we talked about it and he was very honest and he was just like you know because I told him I was like that's an insecurity that I just can't shake like it really bothers me that you know you have serious exes and that you might be thinking about them so and I know it's like a young girl kind of thing to be worried about but I'm a young girl (laughs) I mean I'm not like young young but I'm like 22 you know compared to his 34 so um it might sound it might seem immature and it probably is immature but you know it is what it is and that's where I'm at right now so I was just honest about that and I was just like well yeah it just bothers me and it's an insecurity that I can't shake and he was just saying like you know um he wouldn't act on any type of emotion or anything like that um and he had good times with people in the past and you know some of them you know he cares for but like he's not gonna do anything or he's not gonna do anything like he's with me and he loves me and he's happy and stuff and I was just like you know, Tommy's a very practical person and very honest, and he is totally straightforward with you. Like, he's not gonna, I'm not gonna say he doesn't sugarcoat things. Like, I definitely feel like he frames things in a good light sometimes, like, if he doesn't want me to be upset or something, but he'll give me the facts. Like, he's not gonna lie and say that he doesn't think about people when, you know, he does. And so, like, I just feel like, ugh, so annoyed by that. But, um, anyway back to the evening I'm freaking out and then we're in the car and I'm like thank you Jesus Christ like we're gonna go back to the hotel fucking finally we're in the car and I like basically pass out in the car and then I wake up and guess what bitch we're not at the hotel yet (laughs) oh we're outside of Denny's because Tommy thinks that I need to eat or that I want pancakes or whatever and so he went and he like got me pancakes and he comes back and he's like I got you pancakes and I this is like this is what I do remember is being so pissed off that I was not in at the hotel or in the hotel room yet because I was just so pissed off because I was just like still like feeling like complete shit like complete shit like 
I wanted to press pause on the night until I can wake up and like have a brain again because I was just feeling like this night needs to end and I cannot be bothered to do anything else you know I didn't want to have to go through the predicament of like waiting until we got to the hotel the predicament of like walking across the parking lot into the hotel lobby across the hotel lobby into the elevator up the elevator down the hallway into the room you know like I didn't want to go through that so I thought like that had already I was so pissed off when I woke up and that like was not the situation where like I was already in the bed (laughs) that's all I remember so then I freak out and like I was like I don't want pancakes (laughs) and I'm like really like like really I lost my shit and like Tommy said like I was pretty slow moving like if I had tried to like do anything like to physically hurt him like he could have stopped me easily but um that's where I was at and I can't believe it because like you know I usually don't act out I really don't I usually don't act out um if anything I act out when I'm journaling you know like that's my place to like really call people the worst names and whatever and get my feelings out my anger out or kind of like on my own time like in the car or like when I'm home alone or you know I really am good at like pausing or like holding anger and then letting it go at an appropriate time not holding on to it forever like I don't bottle it up and just like keep it bottled up but I release it appropriately usually you know but I'm drunk here and I'm just like really not feeling it and whatever so I really like fucking acted up and blew up and you know what honestly I can't even say that I wish I didn't do it it was kind of like exhilarating and fun um I'm glad that like I didn't hurt Tommy I mean not like I really don't think I even have the capacity to do that but whatever um but yeah I mean I did apologize majorly apologize as soon as I woke up it was like three in the morning and I like went over and I just apologized and we talked it out and he said you know it did hurt his feelings when I said that I hated him and um it makes him sad to like because I I had said like I want to die I literally want to die I do not want to exist like that's how I felt because I was just like just feeling so shitty and so you know like I'm I'm trying to this is not me excusing the behavior obviously the behavior was like horrible but um I mean I just want to make it clear that I have empathy for myself and I like was in a situation that felt really bad and you know so I'm the feelings were valid the behavior is horrible and I don't want to act like that or like behave like that um again so I just won't drink on an empty stomach again but like because that doesn't happen when I usually drink and usually I like I vomit but way before I like drank way too much because I like didn't have any food in my stomach and I was just able to drink a lot but anyway um uh fucking yeah so I apologized and you know we spent the whole next day together and we went to the safari this wildlife safari the next day and it was really nice it was like a drive-through safari and we saw so many animals it was crazy that they had all these animals there and um, it was a lot of space I felt really happy that you know the animals had a lot of space and yeah it was really incredible um there were these cute ass like little um I don't know what they were they were like alpacas but not alpacas but not llamas either what's the other you know like kind of in that category and like they had like the cutest eyes and there were rhinos and there were cheetahs and um 
yeah, just fr- fucking crazy, freaking awesome. And there was, um, uh, tigers, lions, um, I already say hippos, um, yeah, just, like, we were really up close and personal with them, too, um, they, like, the emus were kind of freaky, I, like, didn't really fuck with the emus, like, I had my glass window, like, rolled up around the emus, but, like, everything else, like, my windows were down, and they were so cute, like, little, um, cows and bulls and just, like, all types of animals, it was really cool, and then we walked around the little more, like, zoo area like with the animals in enclosed cages like um they had like um a ton of different reptiles and um there was a little pond with flamingos those were pretty cool i really enjoyed the flamingos because i don't know i'm sure i've seen flamingos before like at the zoo like the oregon zoo but i just really like seeing them um in that pond area they are so cute and their legs are so skinny and they look exactly like plastic the plastic flamingos I see everywhere, but, like, they're real, and they're, like, fluffy, it's so crazy, um, uh, yeah, there was a, there was a fox enclosure, but I didn't see the foxes, and then there was a petting zoo for the, um, like, goats and stuff, which, I've seen the goats, I've seen lots of goats before, been on goat farms and stuff like that, but, um, it was so cool, and yeah so we like hung out that day and that day actually was also very this is the next day this is the day after the whole blow-up situation and um we were actually gonna go home we had to go home and tommy had a chiropractor appointment in portland so we had to leave like right after the safari um but yeah the bar crawl was actually really fun um all the bartenders were really cool and interesting I actually don't remember the first one that we went to oh yeah the first place we went to had live music and we were gonna go get uh, food and then come back and watch the live music but we never did that <laughs> um and that but that place was really cool and then the next place we went to on the bar crawl was um it was like a classic like small town kind of bar with like this really energetic bartender pretty sure he was on coke and um like a jukebox like a free jukebox and we were just like playing music because he was like can you guys please play music and so we played music I played a lot of like R&B hip-hop and um Tommy played Tierra Whack which is pretty funny and um yeah but all the other people in the bar were like down with it and then we bought everybody like jello shots or whatever so they were like down with it too and so yeah um yeah so it was like good conversation there that bartender again was really energetic and really fun um reminded me of like a little elf like just like with so much energy and then the next place I went to this is when I was pretty like kind of drunk and like we had to go into the like uh, we had to enter the bar through this like back door and it was like this creepy ass hallway leading up to the bar but they played really good music they played hip-hop and really good music and their bartender was black and I like um was going on so many tangents sitting at this bar and like talking so much to Tommy and I don't know what he was thinking but like he was like engaging with me which was really nice but I'm sure he was like in his head like oh my god (laughs) just talking so much um but yeah and then like I like was talking to the bartender and I was like uh you know I've been having a lot of conversations with people about race which is something that I wouldn't say I'm uncomfortable usually but like I don't want to frame it in a disrespectful way to people so I don't really bring it up usually but I don't know I feel like since I've been in this justice class and we're having 
dialogues about race and like racism and injustice and stuff like the way that it's framed is really tender and gentle and um I mean I'm glad that I don't just bring up race like out of the blue like abruptly like you know coarsely so um but that I think would be the way I would talk about it if I wasn't in this class and now I'm in this class and I'm learning that you know of course you know we want to talk about race and it really helps us bond and stuff but you know you have to frame it in a way that is careful and so it's a lot of like uh you know I just this is out of pure curiosity don't want to offend you like feel free to just shut me down if this is not cool whatever you know like lots of like just reassurance that like I'm only interested in a voluntary and completely like voluntary down as fuck like you're curious to communication and conversation about race so um just talking to the bartender I was just like you know obviously like you don't have to answer we don't have to talk about this and we can just skip on to something else but just out of pure pure curiosity like what is it like being a black person in a small town you know because there's a lot of Trump people out here and there's a lot of whatever and so he was actually really down and really open to talking about it and he was like saying that um he basically came here followed a friend out here um I think his friend, I don't remember if his friend was a person of color or not, but point is he followed a friend out here to the small town and the friend left, but he just decided to stay because he liked kind of like the atmosphere and the nature and how like the pacing of the place. And um, he actually thinks that like, yes, people are ignorant here and racist here, but in a way that like when you talk to them about it and they get to know you like you can actually have an impact on their attitude versus like in the city where everybody basically is already in their political hole like in their political just like they're already if they're liberal they're already liberal if they're what you know and he doesn't really feel like you know even sometimes yo like this is something I have always known is that even like people who are white liberal like have the guilty white liberal persona like they're actually racist as shit and like they'll just be racist in ways that are like really micro and whatever you know um, and that's coming from a, an Asian woman, you know, like not even like Asian women, I'm going to say are stereotyped as fuck. And that's on period girl. Like that's, I'm not, I'm not going to argue with you about that. If you don't agree with me on that, like we're stereotyped, we're expected to be away. You know what I mean? Um, and obviously it doesn't go as deep as like black people in America with the history of slavery with the history of like just all the bullshit that black people have gone through in America and like also black people don't have like a homeland to claim besides America so it's really critical that America accepts black people and loves black people because it's not like me you know like Vietnam I'm I have Vietnamese roots and like I don't give really give a shit if like people are racist to me in America as much because I have my homeland I'm, I'm loved by my I'm loved by Vietnam you know what I mean so it's like different it's like black people don't really have a connection to their roots and their roots you know are in slavery in America and so that really needs to be restored like restorative justice needs to occur for black people more than it needs to occur for like Asian people or I would even say Hispanic people but anyway that's a whole different thing um but yeah, he said that like, you know, out here people are just racist because they're ignorant. Like sometimes, you know, they don't really interact with a lot of black people. And so once, you know, he, they kind of gain a little bit more cultural competency, they are actually have like, you are more, you know, it's more like genuine change, like 
good-hearted like whatever you know what I mean as opposed to being in the city where people are just really already set in their ways and um you know it's a lot more I feel like people are a lot more two-faced in the city for sure and people are a lot more down to earth and so I see what he means um so anyway yeah uh back to the timeline um I'm driving back to Portland and Tommy and I are driving in different cars because he's in his rental car and um I'm like you know I don't have a chiropractic appointment at three so I don't really need to get back to Portland like ASAP um so I look for hot springs because I just love hot springs so much they're the best um and I look for hot springs and I find one that like literally just the first one that pops up on google maps because I'm looking this up while I'm driving like 80 on the freeway which is terrible but um I fucking do that and I just drive to it it's like an hour away I'm like down whatever and I'm really taking my damn time driving to the hot springs because I don't really like I said I got nowhere to be so um and it was like I was able to access like you know the part of myself that I really love being and I feel like I I'm only really that person when I'm on a road trip like sometimes not even always on a road trip like I've gone on road trips where like I still was not able to access that but I was able to kind of access that person that vibe um when I was driving to the hot springs because like I think it needs to be clear that like there's no expectation for me to like be anywhere at any certain time because like when I'm driving to meet Tommy I'm like oh shit I want to be there before six because I want us to get dinner together and I don't want him to you know like type of shit so this was different because I knew that he had something like else that was like preoccupying him and so I was like okay I'm and you know I just felt like you know like our we had spent time together and then if anything he would be glad to have alone time like when he gets back so I was just like not worried and um yes I went to the hot springs and it was awesome (laughs) it was pretty weird uh because there were just like these two guys there one of them's fully naked with a shovel and the other one which in retrospect like that's creepy as fuck but it wasn't creepy because he was just like there was a huge pile of just like rocks and stuff and he was clearly just kind of digging the hot springs like the pool um anyway this uh the other guys like in boxers and stuff but then I'm just like I didn't really I wasn't even wearing a bra I thought I was wearing a bra and I was gonna dress down to like my underwear but I wasn't even wearing a bra so I was like I'm just gonna get naked and I just got naked and got in and we're talking to these two guys and I don't know like I said I like I've said before like I'm not really scared of men in any type of way maybe that's like really stupid and naive but I've had situations where, like, guys are thirsty, like, really thirsty, but I've never even been close to, like, a situation where I've been assaulted or anything like that, so maybe I'm just, like, gung-ho, like, whatever, I don't give a fuck, because it's never happened to me, but, um, yeah, I don't know, I just really don't care, like, if a guy caught at me, I'd be like, I don't know, I don't know what I would be like, I don't know, it'd probably be terrible, whatever, but I, it's never even been, like, close to that vibe for me, so... I'm always, like, I can make myself, I, I always feel like I can make myself unattractive really fast. I don't know, it's pretty retarded, but, like, um, anyway. 
so I'm talking to these guys and it's really nice it's really beautiful there yo like it's like just tucked away um like you're driving in forest and then it's just like this little like day use area but then you walk down and there's the hot springs and it's just tucked away and it's like you know the next to the river and just really beautiful and trees everywhere really beautiful it's like um that's what I think of when I think of hot springs and you know, I'd be damned because I went to Bagby Hot Springs one time and this was when I was camping with some people and we decided to drive to Bagby Hot Springs and they'd been there before but they didn't really describe it too well. So I was expecting that kind of like whole, you know, like pool next to the river type thing. But no, it was like wooden bathtubs that you were supposed to like grab hot spring water from like the river, like the hot spring flow and you're just supposed to like bring a bucket grab that water and pour it into the bathtub and then soak in the bathtub I'm like mm, that's not the fuck I'm talking about I'm talking about like I want a hole in the ground and that hole is filled with hot natural spring water you know um so it was, it was exactly like that and the two people were actually pretty interesting um one guy was actually like obviously like just a trumper vibe and he was telling me like he had beat up a rioter in Eugene because the rioter was throwing rocks at his car or something. He was just like, you know, a total trumper. But we had good conversation because it was just like a vibe. It was just like you can't be mad when you're there. So um I was obvious I was like obvious about my political beliefs and like my beliefs regarding the vaccine. And I mean I'm like I'm a public health major, so I'm not gonna pretend like believe in this pandemic type shit you know what I mean like I was like very clear about my beliefs which I'm glad because I feel like when I was younger I would just like to avoid conflict or not even to avoid conflict just because I felt like I couldn't back shit up for my own beliefs like I didn't have the facts to back things up I would just kind of go with what the other person was saying even if I didn't agree with it and I definitely do not do that anymore (laughs) you know I and also it's like because I would also feel like I'd get so heated and like irritated that I just didn't want to sound stupid after a certain point because whatever but now I'm able to respect people with different beliefs or whatever so um yeah so we were just talking having a discussion and the guy that was originally in the boxers but then he took his pants off and look he he was like he had a banging ass body and I was like I do not mind but anyway he was just like kind of like taking what both of us were saying in and kind of like um you know pointing out the flaws in each argument like you know it was just like a discussion it really wasn't an argument or debate or anything it was really just a discussion and I had a really good time and um there were good points made on both sides and so you know um I will say like there is this thing about Republicans that really bother me because this is where like I'm just like Republicans are straight ignorant like it's not about anything it's like for a large percentage of them it's just straight like you're ignorant and if you had learned if you learn the facts then you would not believe what you believe I know that you know what I mean because he was just like I grew up in the ghetto and you know like I just feel like in black culture like black people teach their kids to fear fear the police fear this fear that and it's like that puts you in a place of disadvantage before you even start out before you even have a start in life is because you're raised to just be scared and it's like 
and he's like i grew up in an area where it's like section eight everybody's on section eight and like whatever and it's honestly that and the prison system and stuff it's like a new system of slavery it's like they took away slavery and they changed its name and we you know so he was like that's like really actually like shit you hear from the left like you really hear that from liberals and you know like that's really actually that sounds really woke you know what i mean so then i'm like really confused because then he's like defending police in this and whatever and it's just like so weird because i'm like low-key you have the background knowledge and you're understanding that american systems are fucked up and unfair but what you're saying is that black people need to step up and you know what i mean instead of like uh the systems need to change um yeah so that's that was really weird and i didn't get that one at all and that's just like that's where we fundamentally like disagreed at you know what i mean um because then he was like but then i went into the middle i'm like but you're a white man you understand that right like these struggles like com- compound it's not just like you know you were able to get out of it and go into the military and feel like you you know you know that nobody owes you anything and that you were able to make it out on your own and you know like you know that the system was tough but you made it out on your own but like if you were a black kid who's to say that you would still make it out on your own you know what i mean like with all the struggles of that black people have gone through in america compounded on you plus you know the struggle of your poverty and stuff which is very real like who's to say that you would have made it out you know i don't know but i that 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 was a little bit too personal i didn't want to go there and like basically have him feel like that that felt you know i didn't want to make that argument because it was like just personal too personal but anyway um yeah but it was really i mean that was just like kind of background noise i was just kind of chit chat because really what i was there to do was just relax and stretch my body out and soak and it felt really fucking amazing and i cannot wait to go back like if i'm able to go back next week to visit tommy i'm definitely gonna make a stop there again because it was just incredible um business has been not booming um i don't know i'm just majorly procrastinating because um i don't know i just feel like i don't have enough time to do it justice and i'm so close to graduating and it's just like in my mind that like okay the business has started i have the name i have the concept whatever and when i graduate and whatever it's really gonna be go time i'm really not gonna I'm really going to be able to commit to it and it's going to be a lot better than anything that I can do right now as I'm stretched for time. But I do have this really good opportunity to work with the startup and it's really at no cost to me. Like the startup's handholding me and helping me out with a lot of stuff and giving me, you know, like promotional like coupons and free product vouchers to give to people at no cost to me. Like I still get paid for it, but the company's paying for the product essentially um and i get to give it to people and so like i don't know like i really feel like i should take advantage of that and i do want to get on that but it's just been hard because of school and of work and like having fun too i'm not gonna lie and pretend like i'm working so hard every day and i'm not doing anything fun like clearly i just told you like a bunch of shit like i'm having fun and i think that's not something i'm willing to compromise to be honest and you know if that means that I won't be successful, then 
that's <laughs> I just feel like that's above me like I feel like that's above me because um that's non-negotiable I feel like you need to be having fun to be you know like that's idiotic why would I you know risk not having fun I don't know and I feel like for being you know I feel like it's possible because I'm a single person and I really don't have that much going on I don't know I just feel like there are people out here who like um have kids and they still start businesses or you know like I don't know or they're working full-time and you know I just yeah I just feel like it's gonna work out I don't know maybe that's me being cocky but I just feel like it's gonna work out I don't feel like um I feel like I have a lot of opportunities and that women have broken a lot of glass ceilings to the point where like we don't really need to like die and kill ourselves to like be successful anymore or be a bitch to be successful anymore we can kind of have it all you know it there is some compromise like I don't I don't think I'm gonna have kids until I reach success but like that's a compromise I'm willing to make you know what I mean but I think that should be enough you know so that's all I'm saying I don't know if that makes any sense but I'm not really willing to like give up leisure time to do business stuff and I honestly deep in my heart feel like it's possible for me to be successful doing it this way still and maybe crunch time will come eventually but that is that day is not today and I can still be successful and be a 22 year old you know what I mean I don't know um and I feel like if anything it helps me because I really don't want to be the type of person that is like I know I'm different, but the ha- the way in which I'm different right now, I don't feel isolated from people, you know? Like, I don't want to be the type of different where, like, I don't connect with people anymore. I feel like I do connect with people. Um, and that hasn't always been true. I've definitely felt isolated before, but I realize now, like, that it was, to an extent, like a me, like me more than anybody else. Um, what I mean is that I'm sure that people would have been down to hang out with me had I been more proactive when I was younger. I was just really shy. And, um, my friends now, I have, like, quite a few friends that I'm close with now, but I never knew them in high school. Um, I was kind of a hermit in high school, to be honest. But the way that they described me is they said that I was really intimidating. And I, this is, like, from multiple people, like three three different friends uh maybe even more than that but like I remember specifically like three different people that I'm friends with now and I wasn't friends with them in high school but we did go to the same high school and they would tell me that like they encountered me once or twice or like they would have class with me but they found me really intimidating (laughs) intimidating and I don't really understand why too much but if I had to guess it would probably be just the fact that I was like shy and closed off from people um and I don't really like being like that and it was because I was just having such a hard time you know um and I hid it well like I was having a really hard time and but at the same time I think I had like a good heart and a good soul and I wasn't really willing to take it out on people so what came out was that I was just cold I was just cold but there was no like real moral like wrongdoing or anything like that I did 
to harm people or anything besides my family which I really do regret is like um being younger and going through like just rough things with my mental health and just not wanting to go to school not wanting to do anything just being really tired and lethargic I remember that was just I was just really tired and lethargic and just like bored to be honest with you and like because of that I just you know but at the same time I gotta think about it like this like that's really an Asian mom thing right that's really like an Asian family thing where like the actions and behavior of your kids really affect you and I don't really agree with that I think that you know you can be hurt or whatever but like I don't really owe anybody anything and like my mom doesn't really owe me anything you know if my mom were to quote unquote fuck up somehow or do whatever I wouldn't take it personally you know what I mean um maybe at a young age yes because that's like a parental responsibility is to be there for your kid or whatever but um yeah it's like that thing like I think my like at one point my parents were fighting a lot and they were really about to divorce but they didn't because they didn't want me and my brother to like go through it or whatever but I like was really hoping that my parents would divorce because they were just fighting so much and I would just be like please just divorce god damn it like please just divorce like for my sake for your sake for everybody's sake you know what I mean but that's not how they saw it like they really saw it as like if they were divorced they were letting me down or like you know so that's really like um an Asian thing is you're really involved in your family's life and like you there's no such thing as like a personal individual decision because you know it's really like um like just standard like taken for granted that whatever you do is going to affect your family members and so if you make a decision that is not good for the people in your family then you're being selfish as fuck you know and so I I guess I still have that belief ingrained in me a a little bit, but on a practical level, as far as, like, a really, like, kind of confrontation, like, if I really confront my values, I don't really believe that, you know? So I just um, paused the recording because it had gone over 30 minutes, and I thought that, like, if it went over 30 minutes that, like, I don't know. I thought it would only save, like, 30 minutes at a time, so I would just, like, pause it really quick, but it looks like it saved all of it so i'm just gonna start a new recording though to be safe um but yeah so that's kind of like an asian family thing but i don't know it's complicated because you know i am somebody who cares about the feelings of people i love and you know you could say like you know fuck them like not fuck them but just like you know like that's personal and you know you should make decisions based off of what anybody thinks even if it's your family like they need to learn how to get over it get over it and I do feel like I act like that like I like for example when I'm in high school or even when I was in college like I just and I was living with them still like I did what I wanted to do you know at the end of the day like and they really understood that because that that was just like they understood that to be part of my personality which is being like we can tell her whatever we want to tell her, but at the end of the day, she's going to do whatever she wants to do. And so they accepted that, you know what I mean? Um, despite it being really against their their cultural beliefs, you know? Um, but then again, there's a lot of... I feel like for an Asian family, my parents are a lot more individualistic than other people, um, other Asian families. So 
I'm grateful for that, you know? So, yes, they're Asian family. They have, like, the Asian cultural belief and value, whatever. But if we're talking, you know, not from a not from a white, like, perspective, not from an American, like, white perspective, and we're talking from, like, the Vietnamese perspective, you know, Vietnamese people would say that my parents are a little bit more, um, uh, a little bit more individualistic and allow me and encourage me to be more individualistic than other Asian parents, which, like I said, I really appreciate, um, And Asian's not, I mean, I'm talking specifically Vietnamese, right? Because Asian can mean a lot. <laughs> and, like, culture varies a lot from country to country in Asia. So, anyway, anyway. Um, yeah. Yesterday I bought a poetry book from a friend, though, and it was like a lot that went through my head before I bought it because I will say when I first saw it I was like okay she's self-publishing like I could self-publish a poetry book it was just like mostly like I don't know just like I'm proud of her for doing it but I was also like I don't know I don't really like her poetry that much to be honest like that sounds really whatever you know but it's just taste it's just taste it's like it's not my taste and um but I'm proud of her and I thought about it and I'm like you know I am proud of her and I mean for us to come from the same area and whatever, you know, and go through a lot of whatever, and she chooses to be a poet and is actually going for it, like, I really fuck with that, actually, and, you know, I shouldn't be envious because I've actually thought about it a lot, a whole lot, you know, I got accepted to Sarah Lawrence, and so, but it just ended up being really expensive, like, I got accepted, but they didn't really offer me shit as far as, like, money (laughs) to go there or like and I'm just like I can't really afford any of that but thanks um and also I just didn't want to be away from family I feel like I'm really glad that I stayed in Portland because family like I said is very important to me and listen I need to make decisions based off myself because of my unique experience in America like I'm if I made decisions like a white girl I would be not happy you know if I made decisions like a fresh off the boat Asian girl, like a fresh off the boat Vietnamese girl, I would not be happy. And yes, there is a generation of like kids before me, like my cousins are older than me. They're like a whole generation older than me of, you know, Asian, you know, Asian kids born in America type shit. But like the times are changing and really like our experiences are so unique and personal that we can look to other people as guides. But at the end of the day, like you have to really go with your gut and like make your own decisions after gathering the facts after gathering the data you know what I mean so anyway I just felt like family was too important for me to leave even though that didn't even seem like a consideration for a lot of people that I knew um they're like I'm out of here you know and this and I was also like you know Portland is not a small town if it's a it's a different thing if I was in a small town and I wanted to go to college and you know I would not stay in state if I would not, I would not necessarily need to stay in state if I was going to have to go to college somewhere like kind of farish away anyway or whatever, but family's just really important to me and I'm glad I stayed in state and stuff. And I'm glad as oh my god, I'm glad I did not major in English cuz that's what I would have done if I went to Sarah Lawrence was literature or English or some shit like that. And I do need to uh, write more though because I think writing is something that I am really passionate about and like when I rejected the offer I was really like 
I want to write but I want to write about stuff I don't want to just be like in the literary scene writing about the literary scene circle jerking literature you know what I mean <laughs> like I feel like the best writers are people who had lives and like had interesting things to say instead of just like just like always writing about writing you know what I mean the fuck like I don't want to do that so yeah but anyway Destiny um that's the girl I got the book from and she's really cool and I know she has interesting like stories to tell so even if they're not written in a way that like aligns with the style of poetry or whatever that I like or whatever it's like I want to support her and that's from a pure place I do want to support her and you know I want her to part of me being like this is my fantasy my fantasy is that I'm gonna make it as a businesswoman and I'm gonna stay in Portland and I'm gonna be able to support people like people who want to be artists because a lot of the kids who come from where I come from they end up first of all not even going to college a lot of them which is fine but it's like you know you know like not even going to college and then when they go to college it's like I don't know it's just like people don't really find success as much so I just want to uplift people and like be a part of like community building and building a community (laughs) community building building a community where there's a lot of like vibrancy you know and if you want to be an artist you can be an artist and if you want to be you know like um in stem then you can be in stem if you want to be in education you can be in education there's actually quite a bit of you know people have really good heart where i come from it's portland east of i-205 like that area like east portland and people have really good hearts and a lot of them um who are successful end up being in like politics or um like government work or like you know education work and so yeah that's awesome and everything but like i said i want to see just like diversity i want to see diversity in income i want to see diversity in race i want to see diversity in experiences diversity in you know i want all types of people living here i don't when i drive to like places like lake oswego or beaverton or outer gresham i just feel like people are all the same and it's so fucking boring and if anywhere has a potential to be like a mixed place like a place with so much diversity in all types of in all aspects it's going to be the place where i grew up and where i came from and i want to be a part of that you know and i feel like what's missing a part uh a role that i see missing is like business people so that's why i want to be a business person and a successful business person and you know just be the connector you know that's the role that a lot of business people play regardless of whatever business they're in it's like in their lives like they're the person that connects people and is like the network connector you know and i think that's really awesome i really want to do that really want to be that so um glimpses of that i'm seeing in like you know that mean that if if i was an established businesswoman of course i would be supporting destiny and i would be down with her work and wanting to support her so i was like i'm gonna do it now because i need to be true to myself and what i want and who i want to be and so yeah it's a lot but anyway i think that's it i'm gonna straighten my hair now but i don't really feel like talking anymore So, loves. Bye.